1: One for my destruction, you know I didn't even care. Say say 200 zero zero party over out of
0: time. So 2909. For this episode we'll be talking about Prince 1999 On the line I have Rob. Yes sir. Ben
2: Susudio
0: John. <laughs> Look here, Marsha. And Kyle, hi guys. 1999 is the fifth studio album by the American recording artist Prince, released on October 27, 1982, by Warner Brothers Records. The producer was Prince, and the genre is Minneapolis Sound R&B, funk, synth pop, and art pop. I'm going to read from All Music Review Stephen Thomas Irwin. With Dirty Mind, Prince had established a wild fusion of funk, rock, new wave, and soul that had. S- signaled that he was an original Maverick talent, but it failed to win him a large audience. After delivering a sound-alike album, Controversy, Prince revamped his sound and delivered the double album 1999 where his earlier albums had been a fusion of organic and electric sounds 1999 was constructed almost entirely on synthesizers by Prince himself naturally the effect was slightly more mechanical and robotic than his previous works and strongly recalled the electro funk experiments of several underground funk and hip hop artists at the time. Prince had also constructed an album dominated by uh, computer funk, but he didn't simply rely on the extended instrumental grooves to carry the album. Sure, Prince stretches out a bit too much over the course of 1999, but the result is a stunning display of raw talent, not wallowing indulgence. All right, what do we think of Prince 1999? Ooh, valgie phenomenal! It's yeah. it's a masterpiece.
3: This album will blow your mind when you listen to it versus what you think, you know, of these songs from the radio. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Yeah. That's a good point.
4: Yeah. This is the first time I sat down and listened to the whole thing. Like this is a, but I knew every single song. Hmm. I knew all of them.
0: How'd you know every single song? Mm -hmm.
4: No idea. I don't know. I I don't recall ever sitting down with this record, but I knew every fucking song on it.
1: Does not compute. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Well, know, I mean, that's, that's, awesome. that's
4: what that's what that's what Prince says. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, my bad. On a uh, track seven, something in the water does
3: not compute. Does not compute. Hilarious. And then, like I mean. some of the best Prince screams on the whole album are on that something in the water. It's there's all sorts of stuff on here that just is surprising to me. And I, I mean, I never knew this album start to finish. I never knew it was a double album. I never knew that the radio versions are so different from the album versions, like by nearly double length, practically sometimes mm-hmm. like 1999 sure, yeah. is a song that's anti-nuclear proliferation. I had no idea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. But then at the end, you know, like around minute, whatever eight or something, it's all about like mommy, why does everybody yeah. have a bomb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but you don't get that on the radio.
1: Yeah. There's about five. Prince albums that I own and listen to end to end. And 1999 was not one of them. You know, just like everybody else, I'm sure you had Purple Rain, uh, Gold Experience. You know, the Batman soundtrack. Um, (laughs) Naturally, (laughs) of course, um, which there's a lot of precursors to the Batman soundtrack on here. Um, This album is fantastic. And uh, wow, every song's got a star on here. I don't know how you guys are feeling. Every song's got a star on here yes yeah, side one is a
2: fucking juggernaut even with even with the extended uh the extended links of the songs much like uh we, we mentioned when we were talking about uh rush moving pictures uh i was reading djs like the first three songs on this were the first the second and third release singles from the album so djs could just drop the needle on side one and take a break for 20 minutes because it's going to play like three top 40 hits. It's so cool. It's such a good record. 1999 sounds like Susudio kind of, and Phil Collins was asked about it and he was like, yeah, I guess we were listening to 1999 a whole lot on the tour before I wrote Susudio. So yeah, <laughs> it's probably, it probably where I got it from. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that he owns up to it like that, you know?
0: Sure. Yeah. He's a classic guy. Yeah again prince wrote performed produced all these songs him him yeah this is that, i didn't know that
3: yeah he plays every instrument wait. except for the guitar on little red corvette
2: wait i thought he played every instrument on little red corvette except the guitar on little red corvette
3: no because every this song album, on the album
2: <laughs> this album is credited to prince and the revolution
3: well the revolution is only in a little bit and that's on uh the vocals for Wendy and Lisa, not the guitar parts for Wendy and Lisa, and not uh, like the, the the keyboards of Doctor uh, Doctor Fink. Doctor Fink, yeah, no,
2: it's so, so like all that, like, cause like Doctor Fink is a very prolific funk keyboardist of of that scene
3: in the videos. Well, uh, in live.
2: Well, no, but. but
1: He's and, the
2: And you know, he doesn't just work with, with Prince. He, he's worked with a lot of Prince proximity bands, but uh, so you're saying like all like the, like the funky synth stuff that I'm hearing on this is not Dr. Fink that's Prince yeah. on,
3: on paper. This is, this is Prince and it's not really attributed to the revolution except for the backwards and the new revolution or and the revolution in the eye, in the eye on uh, Prince 1999 on the album cover
0: yeah prince is a musical genius (laughs) it's it's
2: i i I absolutely knew that i just thought that he was also playing something i I thought that the band was playing some stuff on this record i
3: mean i I didn't know he was just what is it stevie wonder right stevie wonder crushed everything right yeah exactly yeah so stevie wondering this album and to huge effect
2: I was just gonna say, uh, just another parallel that I j- kind of just picked up on uh, with this and Stevie Wonder. So we covered Talking Book. The first track on Talking Book, Stevie Wonder's voice is the third voice you hear. If we're, I forget what's I forget the name of the song, uh, it's one of the big hits that uh, "You Are the Sunshine of My Life." You hear like a female vocalist, and then you hear a male vocalist that's not Stevie Wonder, and then you hear Stevie Wonder on 1999. You hear a female vocalist. You hear Dez, the guitar player, sing, like, But I woke up this morning and it was just a day. And then Prince comes in for The Sky Was All Purple. So, I, I, Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool.
0: I don't think he's trying to, you know, not give credit to the band for for playing the songs and everything. It's just, he was, he's just in control. He's in control of the album, and things have to be the way he sees them. You know, that was how the recording engineer said it happened. I mean, Prince would go to the studio and just work tirelessly on these different uh, elements, laying track upon track upon track, um, and doing everything himself. And he was really interested in doing the drum machines because you can, you can tell a drummer how to drum, but they're not going to drum how you, tell them to drum right you can play them a beat but they're going to have their own flair they're going to you know hit things a certain way and he was really interested in the new drum machines because whatever you program it's just that
2: I know Bobby Z is playing the parts I tell him to play, but I want you, I want it to not even sound like it's him playing <laughs> it though.
0: <laughs>
2: is well, yeah, basically he's, what Prince yeah. is saying. This is
3: another Lynn, either Lynn drum or Lynn LM1.
2: It's a Lynn M- LM1 on this one. Yeah,
3: And uh, I think that's one of the first drum machines to actually use like actual drum samples. So it's not a tape loop or anything like that. It's not an electronic noise. It's an actual drum sample. Hmm. Is Delirious a rockabilly song? <laughs> huh. They say that, but I just don't hear it. It's, wait, 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 it's like, yeah.
2: the rubbery line yeah, when it comes in.
3: The rubbery baseline gives it the rockabilly feel, but then it has that like I don't know how to describe it other than like Revenge of the Nerds, like you know, like I don't know what you call that. Yeah, imagine that being, uh, imagine that being a saxophone. Yeah, if it was a sax, then it would be rockabilly. So I, I hear it. Uh, it
2: it's it's straight it's it's straightforward twelve bar blues.
3: Yeah, yeah, I hear that. It's, but it's, but it's Prince. It's that, it's the Minneapolis sound applied to Rockabilly.
2: It's a Minneapolis sound. Like this same song with a different treatment, with like a, like a postmodern jukebox treatment, could be like a big band swing song.
4: Yes, 100%. <laughs> you know, is that a man's goody little two shoes a Rockabilly song? Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, if if, then, if yeah, Delirious yeah, is, yeah, then yeah, so is Goody Two shoes. Yeah. Then this is a Rockabilly song. Yeah.
2: It's just like plastic Rockabilly. <laughs> You
0: know, <laughs> uh, does anybody feel like this? It, the album's too long. We typically talk about the length of uh, double albums.
2: Let's talk about the length of this album. Yeah, I can't make it a single album. Yeah, part of that is because all the songs are eight minutes long. <laughs> but yeah. no, I, I think that 1999 gets the double album pass. It's on the short list for me.
3: Sure. Yeah, there's not there's not a song on here that I would just purely cut. So. Yes, not all of these are like the Prince hits that you know, but the ones that you don't know are really fucking good in their own ways.
2: You don't need uh, to know these songs. You're about to know these songs.
3: Yeah, go go get to know these go, songs. Get,
2: go get to know these songs.
3: <laughs> They're That's gonna get to know these you.
2: <laughs> Prince yeah. wants to fuck the taste out of your mouth. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> Sincerely.
2: <laughs> Man, he's right up in the microphone when he says that. I was on a walk and I was wearing my headphones and he just is like
3: I don't mean to be nasty. I just want to fuck the taste out of your mouth.
2: I was like, ah, oh, Prince, give me
3: goosebumps on well, the back of my he, neck. He dude. gives you a slight warning when he says, Look here, Marsha. Look here, Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> He's letting you know. He's like, Uh oh. He's about to lay it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of these songs yeah. I had heard before, but they were way shorter. Uh, DMSR, there's like a four minute edit of that. You know, that's like half the length of the record uh, version. Um, but, but these songs that go on for really long, I just I just imagine being at a show and you know They're for the dance floor you dance and you get to see yeah. Prince shred for a few minutes. Uh, and I I can't cut that stuff out. You know, I don't want mm-hmm. to.
0: Yeah, during during the performances, they definitely there's it, it's a lot of perform uh, soloing and and kind of you know going to different members of the band and having them do solos or Prince just you know. Uh, improvising a little bit and, you know, talking to the crowd and, you know, having fun. So it makes sense. But yeah, you're right. It's, it's almost impossible to, the length of the songs is really what makes it impossible to actually cut it down to, to a single album. I mean, cause once you put automatic it automatic's a nine and a half minute song. So if that goes on side two, you might be able to get away with something like something in the water or free or, one of the other songs But then you don't get DMSR Let's Pretend We're Married And then like All those other songs So I just don't know What you would cut That's the thing Yeah It's like an- None of it Yeah We don't have to This album stays
1: I saw all the pictures of the jockeys that were living for me. Believe it or not, I started to worry. I wondered if I had enough class. But it was Saturday night. I guess that makes it all right. You say, baby, I got no gas. It was, it was definitely fun. I know that Prince, like... Starting here and then later he really beefed with Warner Brothers. Like if you ever looked at the cover of Chaos Destruction or the title track off that record. Um, but it's interesting with this this record, it's just like a little too long, you know, for a CD uh, or a tape at the time. So they were just I mean, cutting songs out, you know, like sometimes I think the tape they cut out three, maybe the CD they cut out uh, uh DSMR. Um, I don't know if that's what originally started getting him salty about Warner. But also, like, I'm sure you guys read this, too. The song 1999, he brought the record to to Warner Brothers. They're like, "Uh, it's missing something. How about, you know, a song that summarizes the the themes of the album? And then he wrote, arguably, one of his most favorite, you know, most famous songs, 1999. Um, He's like, all right, I'll write that. You know, and he just came back with... (laughs) one of the all time bangers, you know, of, Mm -hmm. uh, of pop music. Uh, I, I I forgot kind of how I have this book that Prince put out a few years ago where he's talking about, it's got like photos of his original lyrics and it's kind of like a retrospective where he's talking about these songs and how he wrote them um, through the prism of like his religion, I guess. But then you listen to this record and there are some, there are some lines, there are some lyrics that made me blush. (laughs) Oh yeah! All the critics love you in New York. Yes, we're certain of it. He's definitely masturbating. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. That's, that's like it's spoken as if you're like a police officer on the on the radio. <laughs> like, he's absolutely masturbating. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know if anybody has seen the music video for Automatic. There's a not-
3: I've heard about it.
2: But yes, I, haven't I seen
0: watched it. that nine minute yeah music I watched video. The uh, where it is glorious. It is pretty raunchy. Uh, it's very, yeah, it's very sexy. I, I, I can't remember. Is it Jill or is it Vanity? I can't remember, uh, which women. I think it's actually, I think in it's,
2: this iteration of the band, it's Lisa and, and then he's got Jill.
0: Yeah, I think well, it's I think Lisa and involved Jill as well. who uh, take Prince and he takes off his shirt and then they tie him to a bed and whip him, uh, with his shirt off. Go on. And For I, 10 minutes, I, yeah. That's the see,
2: but spinal tab would be like, oh, okay, she's
4: got the whip, so it's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've got a greased up naked girl. On, off. <laughs> she should be made to smell the glass.
3: <laughs> you can't, you can't not say that. This album is is in your face, sexual, like, and and intimately so. You know, in your cans, like you're talking about Ben, and then on automatic, it, it, it's Prince speaking, and it's kind of like panned for a portion portion where it's almost like he's like on both sides of your head talking to you like trying to to get all sexy with you it's
4: mm-hmm.
3: they're doing some tricks but then like, you like said, ASMR Pablo's, prints right there's also elements the DSMR prints but there's also uh, oh. <laughs> DMSR I guess but but there's also like a line here or there when he's talking about like you know being ready for god or like you know, being ready for judgment day and things like that, where it's like, okay, there's little weird parts where he's talking about, Oh, you know, salvation through, he doesn't say Jesus, but you know, there's, there's little weird bits in there. Like, okay, you're, you just talk about fucking my mouth, but now (laughs) like,
2: so it seems like Prince admits that the time on earth is limited fears for fears, uh, a, 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 uh, not maybe not fears, but uh, want, wants a good outcome in an afterlife, but wants to get his fun in right now, immediately, right now. Fuck the taste out of your mouth. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And there's more. There's time for the other stuff later.
1: <laughs> Pans out. <laughs> Math is good. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, the ABBA record we were talking about. There's there's that fear of you know nuclear annihilation that was
0: mm-hmm.
1: very palpable. Yeah. You know, in the early eighties. <laughs> Lady cab driver. I was, I was taking notes. <laughs> Were you? And do, you, somebody, do, you
3: have the, do you have the note of what it sounds like?
1: <laughs> I was. Uh, I was looking up uh, song meanings. And somebody wrote. Oh. Somebody just wrote, this song is about Prince having intercourse with a female cab <laughs> oh, oh, thanks. The, thanks, because, I was like, yeah,
2: right. because you know the lyrics are so oh. cryptic.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the thing that blew my mind, and I don't know if this is, and maybe it's just me, when I was a young lad, I listened to a lot of R&B on the radio. It just, it it perked my five-year-old ears. And so there is a song that came out in the mid-80s, that was a like a pretty decent r b hit for a band called Ready for the World called Oshila. Oh, oh, yeah. Have you ever heard that song? O'Sheela. Yeah. love yeah. Oh, yeah. me love you till the morning comes. Yeah, and yeah. And That's a good That one. is exactly Lady Cab Driver. Lady oh. Cab Driver. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It is oh, Sheila. It is. It's 100% back-to-back. I don't think it's ever been litigated, <laughs>
4: but – What's good for the goose is always good for the gander. That's right.
2: <laughs> uh, man, that's uh, you wouldn't think that Prince would let something like that slip. It seems like he was, in general, on top of that shit.
3: Yeah, well, especially because like, ready for the world, like, also faked a British accent like he liked to do sometimes, <laughs> and like, kind of jocked his style. <laughs> Completely jocked. Riding his style. close to the wire. Yeah, yeah, Prince. Prince
1: between like eighty two and eighty four. I've just always been astonished by the, the amount of his output. Just like, right. I think this record had like thirty five outtakes or something, and he's writing stuff for like a million other bands. And like,
0: yeah, does, and it's all good. Yeah, does anybody want to talk about the Minneapolis sound? Because I, I was curious what identifies what is specific to the Minneapolis sound. So I looked it up. Uh, and it said that the synthesizers generally replaced the horns and were used for accents than as a fill or a background. Rhythm is often faster and less syncopated than traditional funk. So it, it was more new wave than it was funk. Uh, and then the guitars were usually played clean for rhythm parts or fr- frequently much louder, more aggressive during solos. Than like a funk band, so they would. It was like rock and roll, as opposed to like a clean uh, funk solo or something like that. And then of course the uh, the like the bottom, the low end was supposedly less bass heavy, which than traditional funk. Which I can kind of get because like on 1999, there isn't like that low low end bass. It's more of a more subtle bass mixed in. And then, of course, the dr- uh, sorry, the drums were processed.
2: Any young people out there that maybe aren't familiar with uh, the Minneapolis sound or our references to it, it's it, it just uh, Bruno Mars Uptown Funk. What oh, he's going yeah. for is, is, is go. the Minneapolis Funk sound.
4: I thought it was Husker Do. <laughs> uh,
0: also included I mean, the. Up,
2: uptown Funk just sounds like a Morris Day song. Yeah, right. it and Morris Day is, is. exactly
3: Minneapolis it, sound from the same. Yeah. I mean, he's
0: yeah,
1: a,
3: you know, he's a Prince associate. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, yeah <laughs> Prince probably wrote International Lover for Morris Day in the time. And then he was like, no, this is too good. And he kept. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, International Lover
3: got him his first Grammy nomination. Wow. He, he didn't win it because he lost it to Billie Jean,
1: which I, I see. OK, that's yeah, okay. that's all right.
3: Yeah.
1: Do you remember we all saw Morris Day in the time? Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh. remember, when, remember
2: when they left the stage and then Guar came out?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's a magical time at the Gathering of the Juggalos. The Juggalos loved Morris Day. They were very, very responsive.
2: <laughs> and and, and, and more, uh, my, one of my favorite parts was seeing members of Morris Day in the time side stage with their phones out, yeah. jaws down, just watching the Guar show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a real weird back to back and it was fucking beautiful. <laughs> I hope they do a tour to of direct support. You know, and and that never would have happened without Prince. <laughs> yeah. You know, he he put it out there. He he let music get amazing and weird in a very American way.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he always did it his own way. Mm-hmm. It's Prince, you know. No At what
3: point of his
2: career did he move uh, recording operations to to Paisley Park? Like, I'm assuming, like earlier in his career, he doesn't own his own studio that he lives in.
1: What I want is to say like late 90s.
2: Okay, I didn't know if it was like with Purple Rain money or or or
3: what. Tr- probably that Batman money. That
2: Batman money. <laughs>
1: Batman money. <laughs> that Batman money.
3: That Batman money. Going to get your own studio? <laughs> yeah, Bruce. you know Bruce when, we, we we're
2: talking about. Him, we're talking about him being so prolific and him recording all the instruments himself i'm like man that's the type of thing that someone can do with the freedom of having their own studio that they live in but i was like man but surely at 1982 he didn't already have paisley Appar- park
3: apparently paisley park was built in 1986
2: wow uh, so yeah, yeah it's the purple rain money yep mm-hmm. cuz that's that's 84
1: <laughs>
4: clip of uh him ripping the bass solo for um for that dance. dance yeah yeah on youtube fucking. So he,
1: oh, he plays the most astonishing bass line and he looks like he's fucking tying his shoe he just yeah, looks mildly yeah. annoyed
2: i've i've seen some concert footage i think it's from like the 90s where there's like a solo break in the song, and I forget what song it is, but the, the band's kind of just keeping pace. And Prince, he plays a guitar solo, and then like, he puts on guitar, goes over to the bass player, like ta- taps him out, pick, picks up the bass, plays bass solo, goes over to the synth player, like taps do- taps Dr. Doctor, Dr. Doctor, like, steps away for a sec, plays like a synth solo, goes over to the drums, plays a drum solo. He's just like tagging out all of his different <laughs> bandmates, and then he works his way back around to the guitar, and then the song continues.
1: Uh, <laughs>
4: Who wants to see me do the splits? <laughs> me, me,
2: I do.
1: <laughs> I do, Prince. I wish I could be a, a fly on the wall when a Prince and the Revolution uh, played Oingo Boingo in in, bas- in basketball <laughs> game. God, <damn>. Blouses. Blouses. <laughs> then he went inside,
4: and made his pancakes. That's
1: right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hear uh, what Prince said about that skit? He was like, actually, they're waffles.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, bless that man. (laughs) (laughs) Bless that tiny purple man. (laughs) Uh,
0: 1999 was certified quadruple platinum uh, by the RIAA. Also, the music videos for both 1999 and Little Red Corvette were significant as two... Of the first videos by a black artist to receive heavy rotation on the newly launched MTV music channel. That was after some controversy over its failure to promote black black artists.
4: Oh no, oh, there's that great Bowie interview. Uh I guess probably for like doing the Let's Dance thing where he's just like grilling the VJ, like, why don't you play black artists on MTV? Yeah. Like, why why <laughs> am I on here talking? Like, it's awesome. Anyways, go on. Uh,
2: 1999 and Little, Cor- Real- Little Red Corvette were side A and side A of a very awesome single. Uh, yeah, double A side. I also read. So during 1999, there were there was an all the. It's an all around good take, but there were a few mistakes on it, and they did not want to redo the take. So. The explosion noises that you hear in 1999 is just over, like, little, like, flubbed notes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
2: why I'm
0: did we try to... that, dudes? Right? <laughs>
4: tip: The entire record has just been explosions. It's
2: <laughs> explosions.
0: I feel like we haven't got an album that has just been, like, a long... It's just, like, a long dance album, right? Like, it. even Chic was a single, Right? There hasn't been an extended
2: mothership connection.
0: Single, still.
2: Oh, oh! You mean like a double dance? Yeah,
0: I'm just talking about you know in in terms of like pure length. It's 70 yeah. minutes, and uh, I know uh, this group probably doesn't listen to a lot of like DJ mixes or dance mixes or whatever. But when those are when those are released, I mean they're long. They're usually you know minimum of like an hour. And it could be like two hours because it's it's all about like having something that will just carry over that will continue throughout the album as a like a like a dance party. Essentially, this feels like the first thing we've got.
2: I love the the lengths of these songs on this album for being dance songs, you know, just yep. to, to like you have enough time to get out there and have a good time during the duration of the song. I'm never in a hurry for one of these songs to wrap up.
1: Sure, yeah, you get the groove, and then you know, yeah, then then the prince shredding solo comes on, and you're like, woo, donkey," you know.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so okay, so we just heard the very s the very end of DMSR. What's up with that lady screaming for help at the end?
3: I don't know. It's a weird one. Like <laughs> that's weird. There's 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 a slight like tiny amount of sexual menace on this album. And it's a, yep. and that's the only off-putting piece, because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. he explicitly starts at the beginning saying that he's not gonna hurt us, and he only wants us to have some fun, and then like and then you hear someone screaming for their life,
1: yeah, please, that's, please that's, somebody help me, please, and then they that's call just the it cops, running that's wild, a, yeah, 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 that's what it is,
3: yeah, if it's just id running wild and nobody's getting hurt, then okay, <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a Prince show, nobody's getting hurt.
4: Just getting pregnant.
1: Except for uh, um, Morris
3: Day's Pride. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm
3: gonna, come, gonna come take your valet. Jerome works for me now.
2: <laughs> he does not, though. He still works for Morris Day.
3: That's right. Jerome's great, <laughs> Lord. Yes.
2: This album's fucking great. I used to have a copy of this album, and I thought I still had a copy of this album, and this week I was looking for it, and I no longer have a copy of this album.
0: Yeah, I got one upstairs. And I think... I
2: think that at some point in the last 20 years, I just had bad judgment when I was thinning out my collection. I wasn't listening to it very much at the time. Oh no. Every few years, you know, I I like to buy records, but I also don't like to keep around records that I don't need. So every few years I try to like do a Yeah. Yeah, I I thin it and then I take that money and I go to the record store and buy some stuff I really want, you know? And I don't know. I when, when I bought it, I got it at a Goodwill and it was in great condition and I loved it. And then, I don't know, I, I don't remember ever selling it, but I would probably just was younger and listening to a different type of music at that point of my life. And now I don't have 1999 anymore. And I'm sad because now as an old man, I
0: want it back. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we need to go around the room, right? Positive. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. One, one of of one of the best albums we've heard in this book or in life. Period.
0: Mm. Yeah.
3: We've heard
2: a lot of good albums in this book and in life. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I'm sure we'll get another prince out. <laughs> if
2: we don't, <laughs> in two years. I'm done here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if Purple Rain goes the way uh, goes the way a Tom Petty <laughs> Good day sir. <laughs> if, if if instead of Purple Rain we get British p- synth pop band DEF
1: Is the gold experience in this motherfucker the spiritual successor to uh, Purple Rain?
0: Hmm. I'm going to show you right now from the book. Here it is. Purple Rain is in here. All
2: right. right. Everything's okay, you guys. Continue the project. Full page photo spread. Full
0: page, yeah.
1: So we would agree that uh, something in the water does not compute is a precursor to
0: Computer Blue.
2: Oh, that follows. Interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought that yet.
0: It's got the bleeps and the boops. Yeah, it does. It's also referenced in a uh, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I can't remember which song. Oh, when when yeah. Is,
2: is he specifically referencing this song? I, King Kunta. I, I don't. Th- yeah, it's like something in the water. Something in the water. Yeah, but that's a that was a a, a phrase before Prince. It was. Well, well, in fact, I believe I think I used that phrase during the ABC thing w- describing why British people like this band so much.
1: <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about does not compute, um, you know, that leads into Computer Blue off of 1984's uh, Purple Rain, but also 1989's Batman soundtrack when he says, <laughs> Hey, Ducky, let me stick my six inch in your computer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> How are we gonna tie this back to Sliver, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> as long as we can get to Slither, I'll be uh, fine.
3: Meat, <laughs> mm,
2: meat.
1: Nature finds <laughs> waiver.
2: Uh, we are barely into to disc two of this. We've been talking about this album for a while. <laughs>
0: All right, next time we'll be talking about Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, The Message. All right, thanks, y'all. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Cool. Cool.
3: Yeah.